I often say my prayer. I put that in the chat there. I, I often say my prayer, but do I ever pray? And do the wishes of my heart go with the words, the words I say? I may as well kneel down and worship gods of stone as offer to the living God a prayer of words alone. Or words without the heart, the Lord will never hear, nor will he to those lips attend whose prayer are not sincere. John Burton wrote that. So we touched last week about desperate prayer. And I was reading a book about desperate prayer. And the person says this. He says, no, we're not in some aspect of prayer. We are not the best. But we are all experts when it become desperate. And I would like to look about a lady, a woman who did desperate prayer. You may think about Anna in the Old Testament. But I would like to look at, and we touched it last week, in Matthew chapter 15. So please turn with me to Matthew chapter 15. Verse 22. about. The woman from Kenya. And we read in verse 22. And behold, a woman of uh, Kenya came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil or demon. But he answered her not a word. And his disciple came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered and said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not me to take the children bread, to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. Yet, the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master table. And when Je then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I would like to concentrate on the fact she was a woman of great faith. What is great faith? And what does how do we see great faith in someone? Or how do I see great faith in my own life? Well, the first thing great faith does is accept the silence of God. That's the first thing. She asks to have mercy, not on her daughter, but on her. I was just talking to a dear sister uh, just before the call, and she had six children. And I asked her, what makes our prayer different? When we see our own children suffering, and some of them, some of you have lived that and are living it, because I can hear the cry, the weeping of their sister because of their children. And it's, they suffer, you suffer even more sometimes than the children itself. Because it hurts to see your own children suffering and you are unable to do anything about it. So here she says, have mercy on me. 
clear suffering. So, but he answered the Lord, it says in verse 23, but he answered her not a word. Faith accepts the silence of God. First thing, God not, does not always answer our prayer. How many people do you know that I know that are suffering right now and we're praying for something happened in their life and nothing is happening? But faith accepts. The silence of God. And we know God, in during the silence, he is not, he is doing something, he is working. No, the silence of God are not because he is indifferent or he, ha he doesn't have compassion or love, but he is working. And that's what I need to remember. We need to remember that even in the silence of God, God is working. Between the Old Testament and the, and the New Testament, there's 400 years. Of silence, God was working, He was not doing nothing. God is always at work, even in the silent time. Great faith is, is ready to accept the silence of God. Second thing, we see that after there's a silence and the disciples tell the Lord to send her away, what does she do? Well, even after the Lord says to her that he was sent unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel, what does she do? She came, verse 25, and worship. Faith worship. Faith accept the silence of God and faith worship. No, most of us say, okay, you don't you don't answer me, and then you're telling me you're just for the, the sheep of Israel, I'm going home. She stayed there. She kept there. And she did even more. She worshipped. You know, why did she worship? Because she knew who he was. Only God can be worshipped. So, her faith worshipped. You see, most of us, as I said, when things don't go our way and the Lord don't answer our prayers, and, well, if that's the way it goes, I don't go to meeting anymore. I won't pray anymore. We just react, we rebel against God. But her, she worshiped. Great faith, worship. Faith and worship go together. The more you trust God, the more you know about him, the more you worship. So faith, worship, and that's what she does. And then what happened after that? Then after she worshiped, what does the Lord do? It is not me to take the, the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. <laughs> I like to take the illustration. You see, being a widower, I live by myself, and I'm always amazed to see all the, the little things that fall on the floor. I said, well, I'm the only one here who eats. I'm the one who is having salt. No, especially if you eat uh, a nice bread with a lot of crumbs, it's always salt. No, you try to keep it, but it's always salt. That means that she knows that with the abundance that the Lord gives, there will be some crumbs left. She knows it because she worships. You see, the fact that she worships God, she knows that whatever he gives, it is enough. She is addressing to the God, the creator. So she knows that God is able. So after she said, after, after that, after the, the Lord says that, no, that about 
that they are little dogs. She said, truth, Lord. Yes, Lord. Faith not only accept the silence, not only worship, but faith also agree with God. It agree. You're right, Lord. You're right. I'm just a little dog. A dog will take a little crumb that fall. It agreeing with God. Is that not what real faith is? Whatever God, whatever answer you give to our situation, we agree with you, O oh Lord. We agree that you are going to give us the best, whatever it is. So we see that faith is to agree with God because we know that whatever we're going to receive, we are undeserving. We don't deserve anything. She knew that. She asked for mercy. She asked for help. She knows she don't deserve that, but she knows that he, he will receive, she will receive it. So then after agreeing with God, we see also that faith do another thing, persevere. She don't stop. She don't stop after the first time, have mercy on me. Second time, help me. And then, yea, Lord, agreeing with God, she is, she is there. And that. How wonderful it is that her, her fervency, because it goes together. How can I pray with fervency without faith? Impossible. Faith, bring, great faith, bring fervency in prayer. But all through that, I was asking myself, what kept her there? Suffering. The suffering of her daughter kept her there to keep on asking. She really did. No, ask, seek, and knock. She asked, have mercy. She see, help me. And she knocked, yes, Lord. How wonderful a woman that is. And then I would like to conclude with Psalm 123. One, two, three, for a Frenchman that's easy to remember. Psalm 123, 173. And we read this. Um, and that uh, one and verse one and two. Unto thee lift up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heaven. Ask yourself a question. While she was asking the Lord, where were her eyes? Do you think she was looking all around? No, she had her eyes fixed on the one who could give the answer. And that's the main thing. That's why he lifts up his eyes to uh, Oh, to thou that dwellest in the heaven. As someone says, no, when you look to heaven, you cannot look higher than that. Verse 2, behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the end of their master, and the eyes of a maiden unto the end of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God. And that's the key right there. Until that he have mercy upon us. Oh, wonderful. He's seen the mercy of God. Faith, accept the silence of God. Faith, worship. Faith, agree with God. And faith, persevere. All for his glory and honor. Amen.